You're listening to the Interns to Pros podcast, where you'll learn from some of the most successful impact players in the media, technology, sports, and entertainment industries. How did they land their awesome jobs? What big lessons have they learned along the way? Get ready to take your career to the next level by getting insider knowledge from some of the best in the business. Here's your host, Mitchell Leach II. Welcome to the Interns to Pros podcast, where we give timely wisdom and elite value on how to go from an intern to a pro. I'm your host, Mitchell Leach II. Today, we have an excellent guest on the show, Kevin Smith. Kevin is the co-founder of TEP Corporation, which focuses on organizational change management and business development. Kevin has been a role model in his community by teaching entrepreneurship workshops and advocating for changing the IEP culture in public schools. He has given talks all over the country, including recently at UCLA and for a TEDx event. You also may know him as Kevin through A.M. Smith. Kevin is also a renowned poet who has placed high at several national poetry slams. This is one talented brother and what I am very blessed to call a friend going all the way back from my Western Illinois University days. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. So uh, I guess uh, people are going to ask, 3 a.m., why, why do they call you 3 a.m.? Uh, 3 a.m. comes from, it derives from me being a shy person. 3 a.m. is a time where people kind of most uh, are reflective or or when they when they, at they, when they juices are flowing. So me being more of an introspective person, uh, Early on with my shyness, it just kind of, I had a lot to say, just didn't, just didn't know how to get it out. And oftentimes people would quote unquote sleep on what I would say because I was so soft-spoken. Now, uh, obviously I just read your bio to the audience and you have been able to accomplish a whole heck of a lot. If you could describe your academic and career journey in one word, what would it be and why? Uh, It would be overcoming. Uh, I started out with uh, as a kid, I started out with challenges of being shy and, and very soft-spoken. Uh, I used to have people think that I couldn't read or I couldn't write, and and that thing used to hinder me. So I had like this this label of being having a moderate IEP uh, label, which I felt like I was more creative than very analytical then, and I knew that I can do the work. I just felt that the teachers wasn't teaching me the right way, and they couldn't keep my interest. So um, I just challenged myself to overcome that by pushing myself and making making a making a way to prove to myself that I'm just as talented as anyone else out here in the world. I just had to go about it a different way. So once I found my my niche and my areas of strengths, I just capitalized on them. Now, uh, for the audience who aren't familiar with IEP, uh, what is that? And then also to follow up that. Um, you've been able to accomplish a lot in spite of those challenges in your path. What were, I guess, the top two to three keys to your success to persevere and achieve what you set out to do? Um, so IEP is Individual Education Plan. So that that comes in public schools. They don't offer it in the private sector, but within the public sector, it's, it's just giving you accommodation. So a lot of people tend to think that IEPs are, are all built around people with learning disabilities. However, it goes into many facets. So it's, you will have an IEP if you had emotional issues or uh, if you have verbal issues or things like that. So 
it just it just gives you accommodations for your teachers so that they know that maybe if you need extra time on something or you may need to get the class late because you're in a wheelchair or something like that, or you may need to leave the class early. It's just certain accommodations to help the students be uh, be more on the same level as everyone else. Um, gotcha. Now, the challenge is a lot of people think that it's all learning disability based. So if you have an IEP because you have emotional issues and, or ADHD behavior issues or things like that, you think that you're dumb. And a lot of a lot of the majority of the people in this culture believes that and they tend to not push themselves and they tend to settle for low hanging fruit, which leaves a lot of kids uh, going into their adulthood in a mind in a major deficit, which makes mm-hmm. them live below the poverty rate. So uh, what I was challenging to do is to try to change the culture. And uh, what helped me going through this is actually my 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 involvement with sports. Um, I knew in my, with my involvement in sports, I was treated like everyone else. I had to compete. And that gave me the realization that in order to push yourself and be on the same level, you have to go out and compete. It don't matter how much they make the path easy for you. In the real world, everybody's on the same playing field, no matter what background you is. So you're going to go into your job competing with people from Ivy Leagues to small schools, um, all in the same industry. So you just have to find your value. And that's what I did. Very well said, Kev. You know, the art of healthy competition is something I believe too many companies fail to successfully leverage to their advantage. However, it must be healthy, not unhealthy competition where people are being disrespected or undervalued for who they are as people, irrespective of being their employee. So thanks for bringing up that concept, Kev. Now, you set a brother up nicely for my next question. (laughs) You know, there are college students all over the globe hoping to maximize their potential in their respective careers. How can they recognize the gifts and talents they have to give and then optimize it at every stage of their journey? Well, uh, the advice I would give for a college student is, A, when you're going to college, you have to know, you have to think beyond college. A lot of times people come into college just saying, if I get this degree, then I'm going to be good. But you have to make connections along the way. If you know what industry that you're going into and you're sure about it, then you need to be in your counselor's office, talking to your counselor, figuring out those internships, making those connections with people in that industry because you're going to need them when you get out. So it's important that you make a plan and follow that plan for your next four years. So before you even go into college, for people who's going into college, make sure that you have that plan. If you know you're coming out and you halfway through, then you really need to start talking with your your department heads and figuring out what, what internships are available or what ways that you can put yourself ahead. And that means doing extra things. You People just do the bare minimum and think that that's, that's enough. I got this degree, that's enough. No, you actually have to be, show that you're a student leader because people are looking, especially HR, they're looking for leaders. They're not looking for people to just, just fulfill the role. They're looking for somebody that can fulfill it and take it beyond because everybody wants their bottom line to grow and they want their company to be filled with people who can do the job so well that they can hire from within versus having to bring people from without. Excellent. And that's something that I try to preach to the students that I work with. And I know you've I've done a ton of different workshops um, all over the country um, in, in, in uh, forwarding that, that, that frame of thought uh, is incredibly important. Now, on the flip side, 
Many companies tend to struggle with human capital optimization, especially with interns and entry-level employees. What two to three things can they begin to implement in order to fully leverage the talent that they have in-house? Well, uh, I always tell people to kind of do a, a nine box chart. Uh, for people who are not familiar with that, that is just a chart that has, it has a chart from uh, low performance to high performance on a nine box uh, interval. And what it does is show you where people lie within that. So you can find somebody with a uh, moderate potential, but high, I mean, moderate performance, but high potential. And that could come because they may not have the opportunity. If we can take a second to look at uh, Alabama, just use them as an example. You had the quarterback in Tua and you had Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts was a veteran. He played, he was in the second year. He had, he had high performance. The first year was, he did well coming out the box. And in the second year, his performance began to like dwindle because he became to be more limited. However, they always kept Tua in rotation. And mm-hmm. when they needed him most, they were able to go there and take him to the next level because he just really needed the opportunity. And he was able to do things that Jalen Hurts wasn't. And even though Jalen Hurts is still a good player, you, he was able to provide more things to, to that particular uh, organization and school that helped them compel to a championship. So when you transfer that over to, uh, to the corporate world, there are people who come in that are entry level that, that, that will show that talent, and you can see it in the kid. You can see a star in anyone. You can be like, "Hey, I like that kid," or "I like, I think that person can do well." So you need to figure out what they do well and how that works with your company and your company needs, and then you train them up to get to that next level. So if you want them to be somebody who can be running your company, then you need to start putting them. You need to link them with some of the the top executives or something like that to kind of help them get in the flow and understand how to uh, how to position themselves for success. Because oftentimes, if, especially with millennials, if they don't see themselves growing, they'll leave quick and they'll look for opportunities. So in order to sustain that, you have to show them that you're giving them opportunity for growth. Uh, other than that, their interests are, are dwindle and they'll start looking elsewhere. Most definitely, Kevin. One of the main reasons I launched Interns to Pros was to help companies fully optimize the internship opportunity. Too many brands misuse and greatly undervalue the true power of an internship program. Whether they know it or not, the future of their company hinges on the success of their future workforce. So, Kevin, in my opinion, talent acquisition excellence begins with the highly intentional and robust internship program. Now, Kev, you and I both know mistakes are inevitable, both from interns to your seasoned vets. The earlier you can make them and then learn from them, the better. What are the biggest mistakes students and recent grads should avoid making early on in their career? Feeling entitled is one. Uh, A lot of times they come out feeling, I have a degree, you should automatically hire me. You know, and that's, that's something that you have to get out of the mindset. You you get out here, you're definitely in a competing world. So you have people that come from small schools who do well. You have people that come from, uh, and not making a connection. You have people that come from large schools. So oftentimes people look at the name of the school they come from and they say, oh, you know, they tend to give them chances or maybe they came from that school. So if you're not, if you're not, if you come in with 
feeling like you like you just should be given something, then you are right. You automatically are telling yourself that you're not prepared to to work or not prepared to compete. Like when I when we was talking earlier, and I was telling you about how you came out and you wanted to work at ESPN, and knowing that ESPN was such a high competitive job. You knew that you had to do something to set yourself apart, especially coming from Western Illinois and you going against all these top top public schools and private schools. And to still land that job said that you had to do something different to capture their eye because they get hundreds and hundreds of uh, people applying daily. So to find to find a way to separate yourself shows that that's something that they need to do. Figure out that value that they have because every industry is oversaturated. And what sets you apart is finding that niche. And I looked at it like me coming out, when I came out of school, I wanted to do poetry. I knew that poetry is an industry that that's highly saturated. It's a lot of amazing poets out here, but I had to figure out how can I make my, how can I make my way? And I was able to have a, a friend who, um, who was a good support system that actually graduated before me and he was out doing it. And he was able to give me a lot of insight. And I mean, I mean, I had to do my due diligence. I had to prepare myself for what I'm getting into. So I talked to other other people who were highly renowned in the, in the area. And they told me they told me the goods and the lows, the highs and the lows of it. And then I was able to position myself knowing that everything I got in hand, now I can make the right decision and how to maneuver through that. And then making connections, I was able to sign with a uh, I was able to sign with an agency. And then they got me going. And then from there, I didn't stay content. I knew that I wanted to p- prepare myself far beyond that. So I began to I began to disassociate myself with the agency and start doing things on my own. And then that from there, I was able to like add value. And once I was able to add my value and market that value well, and then start to build that brand, then I became I became where I am today. So for people who are trying to uh, who are leaving school, my advice to you is to make sure you're making the right connections using your network. It's just not about collecting numbers and emails. It's actually about utilizing those and showing them support along the way where it's just not you it's just not you calling them up on the on the time that you truly need them, but and expecting them to deliver right away. It's just when you build a relationship with these people. It don't have to be a, a, a relationship where you constantly calling them daily, but you're just constantly building that relationship. So when it's time that you need them, they're able to come through for you because you have shown that you're not using, you're not misusing them, but you're using them for, for, for the things that you need. Audience, students out there, I hope you're taking notes because Kevin is just giving you golden nuggets of wisdom. Uh, I mean, everything from mentorship, everything from having a plan and successfully implementing that plan, um, the art of adding value. And that's something we talked about earlier. Mastering the art of adding value um, to the respective company is something that is paramount for career success. Um, I guess in addition to what you've already stated, what are a few more ways interns and entry-level employees can learn the nuances of their organization and then find ways to make a positive impact. Well, when it comes to companies, you you actually have to know what it is you want or what direction you want to go into. Oftentimes when I hear within organizations, uh, especially within uh, change management, because that's what we focus on. A lot of times I talk to clients and we do what we call a 
look like sound like analysis. So the look like is more so um, external and the sound like is come from internal. And a lot of times that I always hear is the friction between the employees getting their ideas listened to. They don't tend to listen to the employees on how to make their operations better or their process better or, or bringing in the type of talent that they need to take their company to the next level. So what happens is when you have that that tier, that hierarchy, you may have your front line who's there every day performing your operations. And if they're telling you how it, how it can happen to improve that, then you should listen to that and you figure out what's the best way to implement these new changes because they know they know exactly what's going what's going wrong and what happens is if they don't if they feel like their ideas are falling on deaf ears then what happens is their morale begins to drop and their performance begins to drop and next you know they're coming to work wishing they're leaving every day once you want to create an environment that everybody can thrive in it that they love to come to work and when you when you create that and you listen to your employees then you're able to you're able to get real time the areas of improvement. Um, and when it comes to, um, I guess, students, I will say that the best way is, is A, finding a mentor. It's important that you, you find a mentor because somebody has to show you the game. Um, as they tell you, you need, uh, you need someone that came before you to show you how to elevate yourself and not being complacent. Not being complacent, always pushing yourself. If you if you get in at, at entry level, you need to be thinking, how can I position myself to grow within the next two to three years? Uh, and not just saying, I'm just happy to be here. When you have that, I'm just happy to be here mentality, is you're just gonna start, it's gonna start showing up in your performance. And it's gonna be like, well, I'm just happy to be here, then I, I just wanna be, I just wanna do enough to get back. Then it transforms into doing enough to get back. So if you always find an, a goal, create a goal for yourself every year if you come into this year. So if it's like, hey, I'm in sales. This year I want to make sure I reach the twenty thousand dollar mark. You know, if they whatever bonuses y'all have, you you put your you push yourself and you create milestones for you to reach, and that's always keeping you attaining for something where you just don't feel like you on a treadmill running in place, but you're actually running towards something. So I would say just keep continuing to find mentors and helping you understand and navigate through your your industry and continue to educate yourself. Uh, the key to elevation is education. And if you don't, if you don't educate yourself, you you will you will always have the same mindset that you that you currently have. And the difference is between the difference from a 20-year-old person and a 40-year-old person is the knowledge they attained over that 20 years and how they utilize that knowledge. We we all say that. Um, ninety percent of that. Well, if you have a hundred percent of things that happen to you, the the factor is how you respond to those things. And when you have the knowledge, you can respond differently, and you can think outside the box because you have educated yourself to think beyond what is being said to you. But try to challenge all of those factors. And I would say for also interns, um, come in when you come into those those roles. Don't be afraid to. Ask a question. Oftentimes, you you come into you come into the boardrooms and all you hear is the senior level people talking, right? And no one no one asks any other questions. They say all they say everything that they want to say, 
and then meetings adjourn. No one asks questions. Ask questions. I mean, it's just a difference between challenging authority and opening up their mind to new possibilities. You, you people are scared to push the envelope because they don't want to. They don't want to seem like they. Uh, they don't want to seem like like they too. They too aggressive. It's okay. Sometimes when you want to see some things get done, you have to you have to push the envelope a little bit. And challenging them, challenging, asking questions will help people see you in a different light. Like, oh, well, this person actually asked a question. And I, I like the idea that he had. You know, even if it's shot down, at least it's open to for consideration. So I would say just make sure that they're asking questions and educating themselves and, and setting goals for themselves so that they can transition and position themselves for, for growth. That's good stuff. And I, I think, you know, a lot to unpack there. Uh, tremendous insights, everything from a growth mindset uh, to be an ongoing learner, um, making sure that you remain actively engaged in whatever you're doing, uh, finding ways to be the solution and not the problem to an organization, whether you're an intern or a seasoned veteran, um, and then mentorship. And speaking of mentors, I guess, do you? I know you mentioned one person who, uh, who was a great mentor to you. Uh, did you have any others? Um, if so, I guess out of all of the mentors that, that you have had, what was the best piece of advice that you received? I'd say the best piece of advice I received from the mentors that I have, and I, I still have them, I talk to them daily, uh, and that is be myself. Don't come in. Oftentimes we come into to companies and we try to form ourselves to what we think they like. And we lose ourselves in the process. So what happens is when you see a person that's been at a company for two, 20 years and all of a sudden that company folds and they let go and they're lost and they don't know what, where to go next. They don't know what to do. They just, they just in limbo and they seem so distraught because they didn't, they failed to develop themselves along the way. And that's why I say it's, um, for me, the best advice they gave me is to be myself and always think of my next move. This is always chess. Life is chess, they say. So you got to think two moves ahead, sometimes three. So even though this job is good and comfortable, you got to always know coming into it that there's an end point and you got to always have the next move available. Always thinking about that next move just in case anything happens. Most definitely. And I think, it. I, I know some employers may get Nervous about that, but that's real. I think, I mean, I can speak for myself. Um, I've worked for several different companies, you know, ESPN, Disney. I've done other uh, tremendous companies I've been blessed to work with. However, I always had a plan. Um, and I think the one thing that I encourage students to do is pay attention to the industry that you're in. Read the trade magazines, uh, go to conferences, speak to veterans in the game, see what the trends are in the industries. And so, uh, a, so you can know what you need to learn <laughs> and B, uh, it'll help you better find ways to add value to where you're at. And so always be constantly evaluating just a company. Trust me, they are evaluating you every step of the way uh, to know, do we need to move on with you or should we let you go? But you should do the same for your employer. Um, do you see your, do you see yourself growing at that institution? Do you see, do you see yourself being valued? Um, and you have to measure all of the other benefits that comes along with it. Obviously, you know, pay and 
culture, uh, environment, uh, you know, the whole, the whole, um, the total situation. And so what you just gave was uh, phenomenal, phenomenal advice. So as we get ready to close the show, um, I guess, uh, did you want, want to add something there, uh, Kev? Yeah, I did. Actually, uh, I just wanted to say when it comes to employees, I mean, employers, they know, they know, they, they know the talent level and they know who mm-hmm. they are willing to not keep. So even if you're saying you're choosing your, you think it's two moves ahead, that, that two moves can be within that company if you see value there. So it's not, it's not, it's not always just moving on beyond the company. It's trying to position yourself for what's next to happen. So that's, exactly. that's what I'm going to Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Well said. Now, as we get ready to close the show, a um, couple of last questions. Uh, so, you know, I love to read. I know you, you love to as well. Do you have a favorite quote or book that has helped you in your career journey? If so, what is it and why did it resonate with you? Um, I will say my favorite book to read is actually the originals. It's called the originals. Um, and it's, it's ironic because I, I had a, I met a, a client and I told them what I was doing and they was like, Hey, have you read the originals? And I was like, Oh no. And they was telling me that the book was about thinking outside the box, challenging the status quo and challenging whatever industry you're going to. So it was really good because they talked about how Seinfeld revolutionized the way we watch sitcoms. Everything was so scripted and he come with a pilot that that was about nothing. It was about nothing. Everything can be a show. Uh, And that, it got like reviews. People were saying, oh, this will never make it. But they kept pushing it. And man, we all know Seinfeld was a history making show where they were making like a million dollars an episode or something like that. Everybody there. Right. But the fact that they were able to push themselves and do something different and provide that value is what was great. And I think the quote that leads up into this as it is segue into it is that every industry is saturated. Every industry is going to always be saturated. But how you separate yourself is about a value you provide in that industry. Uh, everything will be elastic or inelastic, but when you have vi- when you have value or you have value, then that becomes a necessity and not a, a luxury. Well said. Well said. And for the people who wanted, wanted to get that book, uh, Adam Grant is the uh, author. And Adam, I'm a big fan of his. He uh, does great work, has a great podcast, tons of great books. Um, one of the smartest writers, uh, writers out there. So, um, well, well, good book you picked it, Kev. Now, uh, do you have a final piece of advice for the current students and recent grads hoping to go from interns to pros? Yes, I actually do. Uh, my, my last piece of advice is continue to develop yourself professionally um, and make sure that you educate yourself to, to, to take yourself to new levels and make sure that you, that you build in your network out. It's, you'll be surprised how far you can get with the network that you have. Well said. Kev, man, what's the best way I thought to be family can uh, connect with you via social media and, uh, and whatnot? Okay. Uh, well, I am on, um, I am on uh, Instagram, Kevin3AM Smith, 
Twitter, Kevin 3AM Smith. Everything is all the same. Kevin 3AM Smith on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I'm also, my website is Kevin3AMSmith.com. So you can connect with me there. The YouTube is Kevin, uh, Kevin Bam Smith is the YouTube though. But, uh, but once you go to my site, you can connect to all of those. Uh, you can connect to all of those. So if you looking to bring me out to speak at your, at your university or to, uh, be, um, you know, to speak at a conference or something, you can go to my website and check me out and we can talk from there. Sounds good, man. Kev, thanks for blessing us with your time and invaluable wisdom. You have been tremendous. Thank you, Mitch. I truly appreciate the opportunity. Now, before we close the show, I'd love to tell you about a great resource from the Interns to Pros team, the monthly internship insider newsletter. If you or someone you know is a college student hoping to land a great internship in the media, tech, sports, or entertainment industry, this is a must to subscribe to. For only $5 a month, you'll get updated internship listings from hundreds of companies across the U.S., Canada, and the UK. In addition, you'll get the latest industry news you must know as a future pro in your field, insider wisdom from human resource and other successful industry professionals, 50% off admission to all interns to pros events, great monthly giveaways, and much more. So if you want to save countless hours searching for internships and want to be ahead of your steep competition for the role you want, be sure to subscribe to the Internship Insider Newsletter at www.internstopros.com forward slash insider. That's interns, the number two, pros.com forward slash insider. Congrats in advance on landing your amazing and game-changing internship. Thank you for listening to the Interns to Pros podcast. We hope you enjoyed the insider wisdom and industry insights. Be sure to subscribe to this show wherever you like to listen. iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and more. Now is the time to maximize your opportunity in today's marketplace, regardless if you're a student, professional, or employer. For more information on how we can help you or your company do so, visit internstopros.com. That's interns, the number two, pros.com. Until next time, never stop learning and do your best to master the art of excellence in every aspect of your journey. Congrats in advance.